What is up, you gorgeous, fabulous creatures, and welcome to another brand new episode of the All New Losing It podcast. You're here with Kylie Pax, Australia's emotional eating coach. And this week, I am thrilled and delighted with the topic that we're going to be covering because it has come from one of our one of our listeners, one of my listeners, uh, Cheryl from WA, who has written in, and it is also a topic that comes up frequently in my coaching with one-on-one clients, and it's relating to streaks of quote-unquote being good. So what Cheryl was saying in her message is, Kylie, I I feel like I get my shit together for sometimes extended periods of time, sometimes months at a time, and I've got my eating on track and I'm moving and I'm working out and doing whatever it is, and I'm not even tempted by sweets or salty foods or whatever your form of kryptonite is, she said. And then for no particular reason, I just feel feel like I lose my vibe and I fall off track was the words that she used. And that's the words that so many of us would use. Kylie, I've fallen off the I've fallen off the wagon or I've fallen off track. How do I get back on track? And so this even came up uh, in the week just gone with a private client. And she said, very similar. She said, I've been doing so well and everything's been going so great. And then suddenly I just feel off. It's not that I'm binging or doing anything particularly, you know, bad, quote unquote bad, but it's just that I just don't really care. I can't muster up the energy to keep doing what I was previously doing that was getting me results. Now, I'm going to, before we dive into this, as always, I'm going to remind you, if you haven't yet, you know what to do. Head on over to kyliepacks.com forward slash free course, because um, the free course that I've got there for you is a four-part free video series. I really, really, really wanted to get it into three parts because I just feel like that's such a great number and it's really easy to digest. But because I give you so much value in this free course, it is basically better than any fucking paid course that you would previously have paid for along the genres of weight loss and emotional eating. It's better than that. And I'm giving it to you for free at kyliepacks.com forward slash free course, because I, I wanted to give you everything that I possibly could and everything that I know, plus everything you need to actually be successful in your weight loss journey and, you know, break up with emotional eating, lose weight for life. So I had this conversation with a private client, Cheryl wrote in and I thought, well, Kylie, this is a sign. <laughs> One must bring this up in the top, in the topic this week for the podcast. But what I actually said to my private client in the week just just passed when she said the exact same thing to me, she said, "Uh, everything was going really great. But in the week between our calls, it's just this past week, she said, I don't know, it's just nothing bad has happened, but also nothing great has happened. I just don't really feel the same vibe, the same energy, the same excitement or the same care factor really to do what I was doing previously. Now, she's lost weight. We've been working together for... Uh, let me think now, four weeks, I think approximately four weeks. She's lost weight. She wanted to work with me for her wedding and and beyond, obviously. She wanted this to be the last time that she was ever going to have to deal with this shit. But her short-term goal was the wedding. So she's got this wedding coming up. She's lost about six kilos now, I think, in the time that we've been together. And she said, you know, this feels so different. Like, this is so unbelievably different. I'm not restricting myself. I'm not depriving myself. This is really, really fucking easy if I'm going to be real about it. So why do I just feel like my enthusiasm is waning? Now, there's so many things I could say about this. But one of the things that I will say is that it's, and this is normal for any new program that you start, 
at the beginning of anything, we are very enthusiastic. We're motivated, people. Mm. Come on. I will just interject here and say after the screaming session that we had last week in last week's podcast, I'm super calm this week and super chill. So please don't, don't be afraid. I'm not going to come down heavy on anybody this week. Last week, if you skipped it or you missed it or you've just discovered me now and you didn't see last or see or listen to last week's podcast, you need to scooch on down to the previous episode because it's brutal. If you need a bit of a, a booty kicking, it is a kick up the butt. It's the kick up the butt you need to get you going and just give you a bit of a reality check uh, that you don't have all the rest of your life to deal with this and you're fucking wasting time, quite frankly. But anyway, let me not get started. That was all in last week's podcast. But this week, so I'm going to remain much calmer, but I will, I will explain that motivation, much like any other emotion in life, is temporary. You are not going to feel motivated to do the shit every day. That is not a thing. I wish it was a thing. If I, if that was a fucking thing, if I could find a way to make it a thing, I would bottle that shit and sell it to Oprah and then she can deal with all the logistics. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the logistics. I would sell that shit to Oprah and she can make her millions off of it, but I'll take my little side cut. But <laughs> it's not possible to stay motivated. All the, do you know the people that are motivated all the time? The people that are fucking high. They're the people that are fucking motivated all the time. <laughs> For the normal people who are not doing illicit, <laughs> illicit substances, we're not going to feel motivated all the time, nor would you want to. It would be an extreme way to live. Life has its ebbs and flows, its ups and downs, and it's designed that way so that you can get excited, take action towards something, and then calm yourself down, take a minute to recoup and relax and get your energy back for the next round of whatever it is that you're going for. But what I mean is, of course, it's very fucking natural for you to be excited and motivated at the start of anything. The skill that comes with success, really, success is not just you plugging away at something for an extended period of time. Success is a skill. And there are certain attributes that you need to Oh, I would say hone and really sharpen in order to see the success that you want. And one of them is knowing and understanding full well that, in fact, you should just fucking expect your motivation to die off, usually relatively quickly. I would say in any normal circumstance, probably around week two, normally around week two. If you can keep it going to week three or four, you're a, pretty of a, you're a bit of a champion, I would have to say. But normally motivation in these sort of relations would start to wane at about week two. And if you haven't honed any other skills to keep you going, then you will drop off of the program or the commitment or whatever it is that you said you were going to do and you started doing with such enthusiasm, you will just stop. You'll you'll do a fadeaway. You'll fucking ghost the program. You'll ghost the program. You'll ghost the coach. You'll ghost whoever you pay good money to because you just don't feel the vibe anymore. And so you think something's wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. It's perfectly fucking normal to have that experience. So if you can expect it, now you can pre-plan for it. Instead of being surprised and going, oh, what's wrong with me? Why don't I feel the vibe? Why don't I feel excitement? Because uh, you're not supposed to. It's not supposed to be like that. So there are a few different factors. And one of them, if you want to just take the emotion out of it, one of the best ways that you can circumvent the lack of motivation is to just decide that you are in and committed no matter what. Compliance has to be your number one 
sort of lead weight that's going to hold you down and hold you in place. I don't mean hold you down, like hold you back. I mean, ground you to actually the goals that you're trying to achieve to remind you of what it is that this is all about, because it, it has to be about so much more than weight loss. It's fuck it. Like, just let me take a breath because I, I, I could go off on a tangent here. I'm going to take a sip of tea. Honey, if you fucking think that your desire Oh, no, we could have another smackdown coming on here. If you think your desire to lose 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 kilos or more is enough to see you through, you are tripping. You are tripping and fooling your damn self. Your desire to lose weight is not enough to carry you through. Not at all. Even the doctor telling you your life is now reliant on you losing weight, still not enough to carry you through. Because you are, I know you're thinking, what the fuck, Kylie? Why? What am I going to do then? Because you're hardwired for comfort and pleasure. You are not hardwired to do hard things. We are hardwired to sit on the couch in our cozy little pajamas and eat Cheetos and watch Netflix. Of course we are. That's what has ensured the survival of the human race. If we were all wired like extreme sport athletes, we probably would have died off about a thousand years ago. So thankfully we're not, but also, but also it works against you when you have a goal that you really, really do want to commit to. So on a non-emotional level, compliance has to be your number one driving force, that you will remove emotion from the equation and you will be compliant and committed to this goal, to said goal, regardless of how you feel about it. Your feelings literally don't get to vote. Now, if you can do that, that's all good and fine. And there are many days, many days where I can do that and I can pull it off. What I will explain about that is that is also a much more masculine energy. If you cannot switch between the feminine and masculine energy easily, you will find it really hard to be able to say, that's it, I'm just staying compliant and I don't really care because that's a very masculine vibe to remove emotion completely. You think about it. That's that's just something that men do. (laughs) Remove emotion completely and then just do the task at hand with no, with giving it no further thought or consideration than that. They're just committed. Now, with that being said, I will say, when I say that's more of a masculine thing, well, it is, it is more of a masculine energy, but also the men generally in a, in a traditional male, female relationship, the men generally do not have the kids clawing at their legs. They usually don't have the kids waking them up at night. They usually don't have, well, no. They definitely don't have the period, the hormonal fluctuations. Like they don't deal with that shit. So for them to be able to put their emotional blinders on and just move forward regardless in a in a circumstance or a situation, it's very fucking easy. Well, it's a hell of a lot easier than it is for us, let's just say. The women are more susceptible, and I don't know my stats, so I need to be very careful here with what I'm saying. But in my experience, depression and anxiety has a greater show up rate in females. I have been taking antidepressants for years now. I don't know, maybe five years, maybe just over five, six years, because because as a result of my marriage breakdown (laughs) uh, many years ago, it's not that the marriage, listen, I do digress here. It's not that the marriage breakdown tipped me over the edge. It wasn't that at all. It was the sudden stress and realization that 
I could be homeless. <laughs> That's what tipped me over the edge. The stress of now being suddenly responsible for my for supporting myself entirely, myself, my house, my my dog, <laughs> like everything. It was all very real and scary and sudden and fast. So it and and I will say I didn't seek out any any assistance really at all. I was going to say any professional assistance, but I didn't seek out any any assistance at all. I just shoved all that shit right down with chocolate cake and I kept powering forward and that did end badly for me emotionally. I just started falling into a bit of a heap over a period of time, like years, like, like much later. That didn't It didn't happen immediately after the marriage breakdown. It happened a good maybe year later. There was quite a lag, a time lag there. But anyway, let's let's circle back, people. Let's circle back. If you are able to, and this is not a constant, so there are many days when I do this, but I can't do this every day, again, due to the emotional beings that we are. If there are days when you're able to, take more of a masculine energy on board and just be like, I'm not... I literally don't give a shit now today what my thoughts, feelings or emotions are saying. I'm doing the damn thing. I will be compliant because I am committed. Then that is a fabulous way just to keep going with your routine and what it is that you want on the days that you're not feeling motivated or enthusiastic or even mildly interested in doing what you know you need to do. And when I say what you know you need to do, again, I I really am just going to say it one more time, this podcast, kyliepacks.com forward slash free course. I give you the five eating codes that I created as a result of my 20 kilo weight loss. So I didn't fucking know them at the time. I wish I wish I knew them, but they came out of my experience. There is just five simple steps that you follow in order to break up with emotional eating, create a body and a life that's more delicious than a hot fudge sundae because you get to do it on your own terms. So on the days that you are not able to step into that kind of take no prisoners energy, and for me, as you can even hear from my tone, today is one of those days where I've been probably for the last week just feeling not down, not depressed, not sad even. I think just as a result of being at the end of our winter season here in Australia, it's just still dark, you know, reasonably cold, not a lot of sunshine. It's fucking depressing, let's be real. And for whatever reason, my beautiful mama has been on my mind more often than usual right recently. So I only lost her just over a year ago. And again, you can tell from the way I talk about things, like the way I dealt with the marriage breakdown and so forth, I don't deal with these things. I shut them out. That is my form of dealing. And I'm not saying there's no right or wrong. You don't, Nobody needs to go to a therapist. You go if that works for you. But I, I just pretend shit isn't happening <laughs> and I keep moving forward. So I shut it down and then eventually it does start to, those things do start to come back up. So she's been on my mind a lot. It does, you know, and that does make me sad and pull me down a little bit. But my energy in general is fine. I just right now am in no way in a position or a place mentally or emotionally where I even feel remotely like I can take on that kind of take no prisoners energy. I'm doing this. I don't care. Like rah, rah, rah. That's just not where my head or body is at. I'm just tired, right? And you can relate to this. There are many days when there's nothing in particular that's wrong. You're just fucking tired. Like I'm tired. Maybe you're lacking a good night's sleep. Maybe there's a nutritional element. It could be anything. Maybe you're on your period. It could be any sort of combination of things. 
And then you mix that with just one or two other aspects of life and you have quite often a recipe for binge eating. It doesn't take a lot. Now, I am no longer in the binge eating cycle. It took took me many years and I'm not there any longer. However, I also am not at a place where my eating is 100% on point all the time. That's not a thing. There, what, what is a thing is something called the cycle of change or the stages of change. It's something that I talk about in my very new and exciting upcoming course, which I will be telling you about very soon, but not today. So stay tuned. There's something called the stages of change. And the first stage of change is where you know that something needs to change. <laughs> But you, you're aware of the problem, but you really don't give a shit at this point. You're just not prepared to take action yet. And or if you do take action, it's very minimal. So usually you'll try about 20% of the time. You might make some kind of, you know, tokenary effort, but 80% of the time you're just still living your own life as you always have. The second stage of change is where you start to gain a little bit of momentum and you are now doing what you know is the right thing for you to be able to do in order to reach your goals. You're doing that 40% of the time, 60% of the time. You're not really getting your, your eating on point. What is wrong with me today with the with the words? You're not getting your eating on point. You're maybe not doing the workouts. You're just like, you know, sleeping in, doing all the things. That's still at 60%. But once you reach the other side of that fence, when that flips and it flips to the the next stage of change, like stage three, which is where you are nailing your shit 60% of the time and only 40% of the time you're kind of falling off track or, you know, still reverting to old habits. That is where things start to really gain momentum. Now, the fourth stage of change is the one that people don't like to hear and they don't want to know about it because that's where 80% of the time 80%. You've got your shit together. You're doing the workouts. You're doing all the things. And only 20% of the time you're kind of eating off plan or doing things that don't align with your long-term goals. Only 20% of the time. But also, this is what you don't want to hear. This final stage of change, and let's just all note, there's no stage of change where it's 100%. You perfection, like perfection. (laughs) There's no final stage of change where you're perfect. That's not a thing. This fourth stage of change where you're nailing your shit 80% of the time is also the stage also where you don't get upset and you don't cry, you don't have a fucking meltdown when you slide all the way back, back down the scale to stage one and you start again with a 20% success rate and 80% of the time you're not nailing it. And do you, you're asking now, what? What do you mean? Like I go all the way back to where I came from? No, you're ready to level up. Get what I'm saying? You're ready to level up. You're ready to go to your next level. So that's going to look a little different. You keep your standards that you're at before, but you are now also ready for your next stage of growth. And so that is going to start back again at stage one. So when I talk about this, and if you're not able to, like on days like today, where I'm just not able to step into a masculine masculine energy of like, I don't care, I'm going to do the shit anyway. If you're feeling stuck, on those days, like I have been in this past week, just feeling a bit stuck in a rut. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to eat the salad. Like I just don't want to do those things. If you're feeling stuck, I can guarantee you, you're stuck in a story. And here's what I mean when I say that. You will always, always, always return to who you believe that you are at your core. 
When I say that, what I mean is we all want to change. If you're listening to this podcast now, you are the 1% within the 1% that wants to change. That is so fucking obvious. It's like a hammer to the head, right? We know that to be true. Otherwise, you would not be listening to this podcast right now. You'd be doing something frivolous and ridiculous with your time that doesn't elicit any form of self-growth. If you are listening to this right now, then you want change in your life in whatever capacity, in whatever area that you want it in. The things that I teach are, are so relatable. You can use them in every other area of your life, but we always you know, relate it back to weight loss and emotional eating. And also, when I say you will always return to who you believe that you are at your core, that means that you can start a new gym program. You can fucking go on Jenny or start WW. You can do all those things. But if you don't believe, really believe at your core that you're a person that takes care of themselves, journals every day, gets up at 5am, goes to the gym, does the things, makes the salad, does the meal prep. If you don't see yourself as that person, that's who I really am, you will always revert back to how you really do see yourself, which could potentially be a couch potato or just a chocolate sloth or what, <laughs> whatever. Whatever it is for you, your habits, the good habits that you're trying to implement will die off. This is why, this is why when people say, why do I stop doing the things that were getting me all the success? That is exactly why. Because you haven't changed who you believe you are at your core. You can change your actions. Any, I want to say any dickhead can change their actions. A trained monkey can change their actions, what they do, but the monkey's still going to be a monkey, right? You can change what you do, but if you don't change who you believe you are and start seeing yourself now as a strong, powerful, independent woman who does do her meal prep or whatever it is that you're wanting to implement, right? I don't give a shit about meal prep. I don't do meal prep. I fucking hate it. So I don't do it. But if you don't see yourself as the woman that journals every day, makes her meal plans, does her thing, um, schedules in her yoga several times a week, does the facials every day, well, whatever, whatever, right? If you don't see yourself truly and know that that's who you are, you will always let those habits slide away in favor of the habits that do align with who you believe you are. So if you want to change, the first step to changing that is changing your damn story. You know, like if somebody said, can you describe yourself to me? I'd be like, well, I don't know, I'm I'm 50 years old. Am I? I think I'm 52. Better wrap my head around that. Well, I'm a female. I'm 52 years old. I like to, I mean, I enjoy chocolate. I do enjoy the occasional meal out. Um, I love watching Netflix. I... I love fashion, I like makeup, um, I like pretty things, I love interior decor. What you will notice here is that I never once said, and I love working out and I really get a high vibe from um, moving my body every day and doing meal prep and making salad. I none of that shit came up when I described who I was because I still, still don't see myself as that person. I'm working on it but I still don't see myself as that person. So is it any wonder when over the past week I've sort of let some of those habits drop off and I feel just like a bit more of a couch potato? Like, is it any wonder? No, because it's still who I see myself to be. Okay, now a lot of this I do go through in my free course, but I will start by saying you need to, or you don't need to, you get to create an, a new identity for yourself. Who would you love 
to be? What kind of a person would you love to be in your life? I don't mean who do you, who would you love to be? Like I want to be Beyonce. No, <laughs> no, this, and this is the example that I always use. You're not going to get up tomorrow and start acting like Beyonce because you don't believe you're Beyonce. But if you believe that you are a person that always hits snooze on the alarm, runs out the door at the last minute, can never find the car keys, then that's the life you'll continue to live. So you need to start thinking about who it is that you would love to be, the qualities that you would love to embody and embrace and allow into your life. You need to write that shit down, okay, and then create a structure around that so that you can implement it into your life. If you want to start the habit of getting up at 5am and you're currently getting up at 7, then maybe switching it to 6 might be the perfect way to start implementing that. You've got to create some structure. How are you going to do it? What what is it that you're going to do? How much of it are you going to do? When are you going to do it? You need to actually create the plan. And then once you've created that plan, then you need to create the discipline within yourself to stick to the new structure that you have created or written down. So what actions are you going to take and what standards are you going to hold yourself to? You need particular standards that are going to guide your daily decisions. If you don't have them and get very clear on them, and a lot of this I I share in the free course, but if you don't do that, then you will revert back to what you habitually know, which is uh, I'll just brush it off until tomorrow or I'll tell myself this is the last time I'll ever eat this and then I'll, you know, oh, I'll eat this now and I'll get it out of the house and then it will be gone. It won't be there to interfere with my plan tomorrow. All of that is bullshit programming that you are still carrying forward with you and it is not conducive or conductive to where you want to go. So you can let that go now when you start to create some new identities and some new habits, some new personality traits, things that you do want to start to integrate into your life and your daily routine and then create a structure, a firm structure around that. So my loves, with that, I will say if you have any questions that you would like answered on upcoming episodes, just DM me. DM me on Insta or you can send an email to the team. I will pop the link in the show notes. As always, please do remember the only person who has the power to change your life is you. When you step up and start taking ownership of the shitty little things, parts of your life and things that you're doing and the excuses that you're making, when you take ownership of that, that truly is when you've got what it takes. And honestly, when you give yourself permission to change your life for the better, you give another woman permission to do the same. I'm sending you tremendous amounts of love. As always, I will see you again next week. And until then, my gorgeous ones, bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to shimmy your butt over to kyliepacks.com forward slash free course and sign up for my free weight loss training so you can start losing your weight now. You'll also find helpful notes and resources in my past podcast that will help you lose your weight without the BS diet drama. I'll see you next week.